When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code SPOTIFY to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code SPOTIFY at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code SPOTIFY. Hello and welcome to a brand new live edition of the Five Heart Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko. Join me as always. Wait, this is not right. Hold on. What is the one? There we go. What? That guy. Oh. That guy up there, the man upstairs with the beard and the robe. You know him. Hey, he is the creator of all of this. Hi, Greg. Hi, John Dam Johnston, founder, fearless leader. How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm I'm certainly not in another browser window trying to get somebody onto the stream. <laughs> we are definitely uh, we we are definitely waiting for uh, our our guest. Oh, look, it's our hero. Well, let's. Let, I don't know about hero. We'll just go with guest. And uh, we welcome you all joining us live. But uh, our special guest. Live from his basement, I don't know, <sighs> okay. Uh, okay. from coordination.com, uh, formerly of the uh, of Bangarangs and Daggers podcast, uh, now defunct. It was officially the number two podcast uh, uh, of its time on Coordination. Uh, coordination writer, Patrick Gerhardt. Patrick, welcome back to the show, man. Thanks for inviting me. Glad to be back. May the force be with you. And also with and you, also Greg. With you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I have my Jedi robe on. We're just happy you have uh, any clothes on because you messaged me about uh, 845 and said, I guess I better put clothes on. Who said that? You did. Yeah, I kind of did, didn't I? I mean, I can show the good people the, the chat message. Don't do that. Okay. Uh, Nobody spe- needs that. <clears throat> Speaking of... Uh, uh, Star Wars, our first comment of the night. By the way, uh, hello, Cornborn Mike. Hello, Owen Walker. But Fred Sacco says, saw Return of the Jedi in theater last night, special edition with Darth Vader laying on his side in the cold, saying all hope is gone. <laughs> Fuck everything. Go, Big Empire. <laughs> That's awesome. I bet he did a lot of... <laughs> when he was saying that. How, how's everybody going? What, what's new in your guys' uh, worlds this week? getting warmer out yes sir <laughs> yes sir now now that's patrick it? that's it that's all i got that's oh not my a... god you didn't come up with some kind of bizarre freaking ingram bourbon quote or something we'll get there no I, i've been banned from doing that remember <clears throat> terrell terrell farley's yes. taint says no tweety tonight it's important to note tweety was going to be on the show it's also his birthday uh tonight so uh he's out celebrating with his family and and uh and being a 
husband and dad. So he got the week off. He'll be back next week. We apologize uh, uh, to the taint and to everybody. By the way, I'm really happy you guys brought Tweety back. That's awesome. It is. He he's he's a great addition. He's he uh, he's a un. Uh, what interest? Not an interesting dynamic because that makes it sound like less than. Uh, but he's a great addition to the show, and he brings a, a unique perspective. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I you like got, it. You, got, you you're the straight man, and now you got two wild cards. I like Tweety because he's even more disgusting a person than I am. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I, he, he can get away with it more. He can. He can. I don't know. Uh, if, I don't know if that's possible. I don't know if anybody's more crazy than you, John. Uh, Owen says 83 degrees in Lincoln today. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick, I, I know that warming up's not all you got going on. I don't know how much I'm at liberty to share, mm-hmm. but uh, you've got a whistle, and you're out doing some coaching. What's going on there? Oh, yeah. I'm coaching my uh, son's coach pitch <clears throat> baseball team. Six years old, having fun, half the team trying to learn how to throw, the other half trying to learn how to catch, and everybody's trying to learn how to hit. It's It's a lot of fun. <laughs> well, my my oldest is seven, and did the coach pitch last year, and may have to go back to that. He's at technically machine pitch, yeah. Which no. I don't know what the machine is in your neck of the woods, and I, I definitely I'll remember find what out the next year. I guess right. <laughs> I remember what it was. I remember the machine was you know it, you you have to plug it in. It has to have a power source. Has the two you know r- spinning wheels and the ball goes in it shoots out and it's pretty consistent every time but what this contraption they have uh in this particular league is almost like a catapult uh you know they put the the baseball in place they step down on a on a foot pedal and then they pull a a pin and it kind of launches the ball towards home plate which is i guess it's good to keep you know the the hitters guessing but a few times uh, at practice, the ball went behind my son, and he looked at me. I said, "I wouldn't swing at that. You did good." <laughs> so, um, coach pitch is fun. Oh, yeah, it is. is fun. It is. It, it's it's education, not for the kid, not just for the kids, but also for the coaches. I I tell you, I don't have the patience to be a coach. <laughs> I I'm very appreciative and supportive of the coaches that we have. I told him one time, um, and my boy's been fortunate. He he's on a team with a lot of kids from his class, and he's played soccer with them. The, the guy was a coach last year, so there's a lot of familiarity there. Um, <clears throat> and uh, and I told the coach, I said, "Man, with with this group of kids, I said it's like herding cats." He's like, "Yeah." yeah <laughs> so I was like, "No, it is." Thank thank you for for what you do. I I, I couldn't do it. Um, Fred says. Uh, the thing Greg just described sounds like our offense the last five years. It is. It's a lot of uh, YOLO bomb arm punts uh, from the <laughs> for, from the, the pitching machine. And Fred also said it was great weather in Omaha. Uh, worked in the yard today. Sweated harder than our former head coach waiting out a paternity suit. <laughs> wow. Uh, There's no I, I, fan base whatsoever. I am, I am glad that uh, my kids all played soccer. Is that because they I, like hand-eye hand okay, coordination? My, my son's going to pull this recording up, you know, in 10 years when he finds out I, I used to do this type of thing. But uh, I was in about 10 minutes of a soccer game with my son last year, and all I can think of is, man, I hope next year he plays flight football. <laughs> really? Yeah. 
Well, soccer for kids, young kids, is just scrum ball, and all you do as a coach is pretty much guide them around the field. And, you know, as they get to eight or nine, well, six, seven, eight, nine, you slowly start teaching them more specifics of the game. One yeah. thing I liked about it is, is that I would talk to the baseball coaches around me and note that no parents ever gave me any crap about whatsoever about the way I coach soccer, even when they got into the teens. And the baseball guys were getting crap all the time from parents about they're doing this wrong and they're doing that wrong. And Most parents know how baseball works, uh, at least in America. I would say a vast majority of parents do not know how soccer works, myself included. So You, you run, you kick a ball. It's not that difficult. That's true. Uh, yeah, and then you get older and you start flopping. <laughs> and then you become LeBron James and you make a career out of it. Hey, making a run in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I I am glad that I lived in Minnesota. I live in Minnesota, and when parents would ask me, "What is this offside crap in soccer?" and I would reply, "It is a moving blue line," and they would go, "Oh, yeah. okay." Yeah, yeah, just reference so, so- re- reference hockey. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, and they all understood it, and I didn't mm-hmm. have to explain it after that. <sighs> okay, John Lasso. <laughs> Fred says that, uh, John, you'd make a, a great soccer coach, and you were a great soccer coach. Yeah. Uh, John Lasso, not sure what's going on, but pretty full of shit. Uh, I feel like got- John would be a mixture between uh, Coach Beard and uh, who's the group? Roy Kent. Roy, Roy Kent. Roy Kent, yeah. I, th- I feel like he'd be a mixture of those two. I, I see. philosophical, John- but really angry. John, are you, are you up to speed on Ted Lasso? No. All right. You need to, I'll tell you what, at at the end of this third season, you just need to get like the trial version of Apple TV. Like maybe they'll give you like three months at half price. I think somebody in my my house has Apple TV. Exactly. And then just watch it and you'll know exactly what we're talking about and be like, I'll say this, it is a phenomenal show across the board. Uh, It's one of my favorite shows. Is it a feel good show, Greg? It has, it definitely has some uh, feel good moments. Um, has some heart and humor, and uh, and a lot of uh, cussing. So it'd be, it it oh. really it, it's the it's the well. John Johnston of TV shows: heart, humor, and cussing. Greg, you enjoying the season? It, it's growing on me. It is. Okay. okay, I've just had a lot of feedback of a lot of people not liking it. I I've enjoyed it, but I've always just taken it for what it is, and. Um, I think they're trying to make everything end in a nice, tight, clean bow. Because I know they said that uh, it, was, it was largely going to be three seasons. Like they only had it like a, a arced out for three seasons. Three so seasons, but it sounds like they're open to offshoots and stuff like that. So that'd be all right. Fred with a a great one here, uh, referencing the show and our our beloved leader. He's here. He's there. He's, there. He's every fucking where Johnston. 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 <laughs> Okay. Oh my God! Just eleven minutes. Eleven minutes of witty banner. That's fine. Why is it? Is it? This is the off season. It's the off season. It is the off season. It's really deep into the off season too. It's May. I like the guy. I like the person's name. May the fourth. Harley's taint. (laughs) That's just. He's been around before. He has. Okay. All right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, shall, shall we? Shall we get into some of the news and notes and things like that? Yes. Jersey is a vastly superior programming. 
and then we can and then we can okay, yeah, back, yeah. we can bear back to odd horrible things i i would not say shorzy is a vastly superior uh, is is vastly superior programming it is just vastly different how's that i'm i'm a big fan of both i i like letter i love shorzy love shorzy um, I'm excited for season two of, of Letter Can- or John's uh, still left out. That's why he's getting cranky. He's not being brought into yeah, this conversation. I, you know what? I, I I I beat Forbidden West last night. That's what I did. I don't know what that means. Yeah, see, not that's, that's just it. <laughs> no clue. Casey Thompson, John. Yes. Didn't see that one coming. Well, no. Not really. Kind of a shock to everybody. It, but, it, you know, it shouldn't have been that big a shock. Well, here's why I didn't see it coming, because not that he had a bad season last year, he didn't, and and a lot of things that, that you and Todd uh, mentioned this past week on, on uh, John and Todd's Monday Night Therapy, um, it's just not, it, I'll tell you why it wasn't expected, because he's coming in essentially cold to, you know, with no off season to now a new program. Um, and and no no ability to to acclimate. I I don't know. I don't know. Do you, do you guys think that that was one that was a transfer portal addition that was generated by player or by staff? Casey Thompson. Yes. Well, I think it probably was a sit down, have an honest. Uh, Sit down, have an honest conversation with your coach, and probably not get the answers that you want. Uh, we, I mean, we had a, you know what? I Monday night I did a different show. I did uh, the Voice of College Football Monday night, and another Nebraska fan. I made the point that I thought it was because of Nil that he's out looking for more Nil money, and another Nebraska guy came on and argued with me that he was told he wasn't going to be number one and didn't like it. So. You know, we all have these, uh, you know, my best friend works in the athletic department, uh, you know, as a player. Oh, everybody's got one of them. Yeah. So well, here's, an- here's another thing. He's still coming off that surgery. Right. You know, I mean, so who knows how right. that recovery is going? We're not going to know. I don't care what rumors say. We're not going to know exactly how that recovery is going whatsoever. Um, it might be taking longer. He might uh, be looking for an offense that's more up his, his alley than what we're ch- changing to. Because it is a change in offense, not what he came here for. Uh, I mean, I, I, in, in a way, you know, I don't think anybody's would be surprised if he did leave. Um, if he did do just one and done in Nebraska. I mean, it, there wasn't a whole lot of promise of anything beyond the first year with Scott Frost when he got here. So, I mean. Yeah, compare him to Hunter Dickinson. Okay. Yeah. You know uh, what I mean? Yeah. No, no, yeah, I, I get that. Well, I mean, I don't know if everybody else does. Okay. And Hunter Dickinson, Hunter Dickinson is Michigan's big guy. He was mm-hmm. there four years, four years? Three years, and now he's heading Three. to Kansas. Yes, it is Kansas. And I think he looked at Hunter Dickinson and say, well, he's going to be a starter at Michigan. He's going to mm-hmm. play a lot. He's going to possibility of setting records, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And he still left. And why did he leave? Because he Trying to win a championship. A better program. Better well, coach. Did in this case, desperately yeah. needed a big man. That was Kansas's number one problem this past year. Is they did not have their traditional, <coughs> excuse me, and, big and, man and, in the paint. And what else <clears throat> do you think happened? What else do you think happened there <coughs> at Michigan? Yeah, I mean, look, Hunter Dickinson is not going to be an NBA player, or he's not going to be a high. You know what I mean? He's not a first round draft pick in the KU NBA. KU is also probably going to pay NIL money that Michigan's not. Right. 
So Hunter Dickinson went out and said, where in the hell can I get a bunch of money that I'm not going to get in the NBA? Because the reality is, is his career is going to be in Europe, most likely. Right? Probably, yeah. He, I could see him starting yeah. in the D League and maybe maybe if he develops a little bit more there, jumping up. But, and, you, and you can yeah. still go to Europe and make four or $500,000 a year in his situation. You just can't make millions. Mm-hmm. We're we're gonna do a uh, we're gonna invert. I'm I'm saying this. I'm, I'm phrasing it this way on purpose. We're gonna make a uh, a Fred Sacco sandwich with some comments because uh, Terrell Farley's taint says I think Casey was interested in the Auburn job, but we stand a good chance to get him back since Thorne went there. Uh, and Fred says I still think slash hope that Casey Thompson's testing the waters. Still think he'd acclimate quicker here than elsewhere, like in Auburn. And then we're back to Terrell Farley's taint that says, in ultimate Nebraska nut kick pain style, he meaning Hunter, or not, no, Casey Thompson, might go to MSU and beat us this year. Well, nobody's beating us this year. No, 15 and 0. (laughs) It's May the 4th. Hey, you know what? You got to let the force be your guide, all right? Yeah. My my computer just did weird things. I'll say this: <laughs> I at, at this point, you know, he came in as a a stopgap. You know, like he he did the job that essentially we you know asked him to do, which was come in and play quarterback and and help the team. And I mean, one more loss than the previous year. I mean, one more win. I mean, than than the previous year. We progress. Um, we we got to take that, but I'll say this, and I'll reiterate the words that uh, John and Todd said Monday night. If you haven't you, no. caught that show, you can catch it on YouTube. Uh, uh, that you can catch the ver- video version on YouTube and Facebook for sure, as well as the audio podcast. But AJ Allen was one that I think hurts more than Casey Thompson. Mm, no. I don't think really, so. no. no. I, we need depth at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I think we have good running backs. I know Todd said that he thought AJ Allen was the best running back. I'm, a lot I, of people I, said I, that. Yeah, I think he said second, well, his second favorite after Gabe Urban. But mm-hmm. well, close enough. Be, I mean, we, he said he'd give up Ramir Johnson for him. Yeah. Here's what you got to remember: running backs anymore are basically treated like cannon fodder. So we just need depth, and we need good depth. And he would have added to that. You know, I mean, very rarely do you get uh, like a Saquon Barkley. Saquon Barkley, true. You know what I mean? Like th- yeah. th- those guys are rare. Usually, 10, 15, 20 years ago, you had a dozen of them throughout the league. You know, throughout college football. You know, every every conference had two or three backs that were just phenomenal athletes, bruisers that could play two thirds of the game. You don't have that anymore, you know, so. But the difference being the two is Casey Thompson has one year left of eligibility. A.J. Allen has four years of eligibility. So you have the opportunity for a new staff to come in and actually develop a young talent. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think A.J. Allen would have been if, if given the choice between the two, and I'm not trying to disrespect Casey Thompson if he's listening, which I, I'm sure he is, uh, but I think you have to go with youth in this in this case. And 
who who could help you out further down the line because Matt rules you know while we're gonna go 15 and 0 run the table national champions we're also building a program for the future Greg the offensive line under Matt rule and this new coaching staff is going to be so good that I could make five yards a carry <laughs> They looked a little light on the spring game, but I thought the entire team looked a little light. So hopefully they can put on some weight mean- this summer. Oh, the line you mean? Oh, you- the line. The line looked no. a little thin. I mean, in terms of size, they looked a little thin. But I thought everybody on that uh, uh, during the spring game did. So uh, we, we, here. We've got some some comments that I'm, I'm here. So Scott uh, – uh, Wesseman, if I'm getting that right, I hope I am. Says Allen was a bigger hit than Casey, young kid who could compete this season. Um, and I, by the way, I'm not just highlighting the ones that agree with me. I, I know that's what it's going to seem like. <laughs> uh, Owen says AJ Allen could have been all Big Ten. Um, this is Fred all what says. I mean, of like, course. that's another thing with Casey, Casey Thompson. We knew exactly what we were getting, and we knew what oh, his what his peak was. AJ Allen, I mean, speculative. You know. It's all speculative, which is right. which is great, but you know. Fred says, uh, "Nah, he's disagreeing with me and aligning with you guys." AJ super talented, but need quarterback depth. We're not our former HC uh, with depth at Boomers and other assorted houses of <laughs> repute. Thanks, Fred. Um, and and that does seem to be. We also, I don't think, in, anticipated losing that many quarterbacks that fast. Three quarterbacks in what eight days? Yeah, yeah, I want to say. But I'll say this: it it makes you feel like they know something we don't. So maybe the coaching staff know they know that the quarterback in Nebraska under Matt Rules in Ciderfield's new offense is just going to be like a game manager. He doesn't have to be the center of everything because we're gonna have the we're gonna run the ball successfully. We're gonna have full backs, we're gonna have H backs moving around, have tied it. We're gonna have four tight ends on the field. I don't know what that means if the quarterback can't throw him the ball, but you know, I could throw passes to, under this new offense. That's what yeah, I'm saying. Uh Scott says uh, I think it's best for him to leave, meaning uh, uh, Casey. He's a grad transfer with one year. Better for him to go since it looks like his spot is likely to go to rules guy. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it, look, at the end of the day, I'm appreciative of his time here. It was great to have him in a Husker uniform for the amount of time that we had. Sucks that he's leaving, but, you know, as long as he stays, it, go, go out to the Pac-12. I don't care about the schools in the Pac-12. Um Go go out there and, and have some fun and kick the crap out of Colorado. So, uh, speaking of my all of my optimism for the future, uh, Terrell Farley's taint says I got hotel reservations in the playoff cities already, so uh, they're down with fifteen and zero. Fred says fifteen and zero, twenty and zero. We'll run the table and beat several XFL teams. <laughs> and if you don't believe that, you're a no good Tavern Hawkeye. <laughs> What's a Tavern Hawkeye? I don't know. I was about to ask the same question, but I chuckle because I don't it's, want Fred uh, to hate me. It's got to be that bad. guy with. It's the guy with the uh, Hawkeyes on my belly. That's the Tavern Hawkeye. That was Todd, right? <laughs> 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 I 
Sean's from Iowa. It's he is, but he's not a Hawkeye, and he'd probably kill you if we were standing here in person. He'd 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 fall on you. He used no, to be a wrestler. He that used to be a wrestler. He'd get his hands on you, and you'd be a pretzel before you know it. Okay. <laughs> Owen uh Owen says for some, reason, well, for some reason geriatrics don't scare me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Owen Walker says, okay, quarterback depth cool, but Casey saw how the QB ran in between the tackles. He had just had surgery uh and, and thought uh or don't think he wants to go through that again. If anything, bring Smothers back. John, I know you're a big fan of Logan Smothers. I can you know, that'd be okay if he came back. I mean he'd give you things. I would love I love Logan Smothers. That guy fought. He's a good talent. But the last two, three years the offensive were was not conducive to him. Like like he should have left a couple years ago for his own good. That, like I, I like he should have gone to a, he should have gone to a school that his talents would have been better utilized at. Like honestly like it, I, I, I for his own sake. No, I, I don't disagree. I, I think, I, I think it was it was. Um, I think we were all excited. I was very excited for Logan Smothers. Uh, you know, uh, getting a kid out of Nick Saban's backyard, making a big recruiting steal there. But then you don't use him. You never use him except in like the worst situations. You never put the young man in a position to succeed. Uh, you always feel like he was always he's just kind of set up for failure. It, if anything, I. It sucks that he left, but if he was going to leave, you're right, Patrick. I think he should have left two years ago. Well, I mean, he, he, he came here because of our previous quarterback coach. He's the one who recruited him. He's the one who brought right. him here, you know, the quarterback whisperer. Uh, what was his name? Cigar chomping guy. Really cool guy. I liked him a lot, but he didn't. Mario Verduzco. Verduzco, yeah. Like he, once yeah. he left, I didn't, like, I didn't see the point. I mean, he must have had a girlfriend here or something. I don't know. Let, let's be honest. The fact that anybody, anybody at all, stayed playing Nebraska football the last two years, it's just it's pretty amazing that they stayed. Anybody with any talent whatsoever should have just ran out of this, out of Lincoln, Nebraska last year. They honestly should have. Even Nelson, so, who is the most Nebraska kid ever from Scotts Bluff, who bled this state like none other, even he after three years was four years is your four years i think it's four years four years even after four years he's like yeah i i gotta move on <laughs> you know yeah <laughs> i can't imagine how exhausting that was and and honestly that's what a lot of that probably comes down to you just it you get worn out i mean i don't know if you guys remember college but i remember by the time i was a senior and i didn't play sports you're just kind of done you know what i mean yeah you know what I mean? that's the way i felt my like, you're, you're, my you're, you're seventh forced. year, my seventh year, I was really tired of being there. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you're you're there for so long, and just like I need to change the scenery, I need to do something. Right. You know, like I need to do something, and like, yeah. Now Scott has the the good point. Just because they went to the portal does not mean they won't come back. So something to think about, especially with Smothers and some defense guys. Also, uh, what Stephen Stephen Win. Right, the defensive uh, lineman, uh, mm-hmm. also in in the transfer portal. I don't, I don't disagree. I don't know the statistics off the top of my head, but there's something like thousands of of uh, players enter the transfer portal every year, and most of them 
don't find a new home. Mm-hmm. Um, I just if anything I, they go down, like they go like power, like group of five or FCS is what they end up right. doing. Which right. is honestly, and, and that's what people don't talk about. Like a lot of those FCS schools could really get some steals. You know, I I think the no, problem I know with any of worry about FCS schools getting raided by the bigger schools, but it goes the other way too. Matt Hansen with a good point, uh, John. I think something that you mentioned after Riley and the last coach. It's amazing we still have a team at all. Um, and then Garrett Nelson got brought up as well, and Terrell Farley's taint. I'm just going to always say that entire name because it makes me laugh on the inside. Garrett Nelson got some bad info from a scout slash agent. I don't disagree, especially when you look at the fact that he went undrafted. And sure, he had you know 11 offers and he chose Miami. But if you're if you're going to leave your home team that you know you you grew up wanting to play for you damn well get better get drafted right you would well it's that it's that change of pace thing i mean maybe just he burned himself out to the point i can't do this anymore here well he he went just about as far away you know culture while uh wise as it could going to miami so um Thanks, you know what the problem with the guys coming back is we don't have scholarships for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're we're six over now. Is that right? Something like is that. It? And the portal's closed, so guys can't go anywhere right now. They can go in and come back out, right? Um if they're they've got to already be in there, I think, and then they can come out, but n- nobody can go into the portal right now. Right. Uh, I'm waiting for Fred to jump on on that uh with with a former HC comment, but uh, Fred had had as an actual football related comment here says Smothers actually looked fine versus Iowa till our second half coaching took over. Love to get him back here. So he's not wrong. We have some other uh, comments as I get to them here. Um, we'll get to that one. Uh, Terrell Farley's taint. That that's a a good topic to bring up. Blaine Cole says it's golden week here in Japan. How about some nuggets from the current state of Big Red football? What is golden, what is golden week, week in Japan? Yeah, what, what, Blaine, what is golden week in Japan? Hold on. I'm, I'm going to Google it see if I can. Are you? You know what? I hope Terrell Farley finds this guy. <laughs> <laughs> golden week. It is a week from uh, April 29th to early May containing multiple Japanese holidays. It's also known as something I can't pronounce. Try it. The four holidays are, uh, I'm probably going to mispronounce these, Showa Day, Constitution okay. Day, Greenery Day, and Children's Day from April 29th to May 5th. So. Okay, cool. So there's just a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of things going on. Yeah, it's a v- very busy time in Japan. So, like, what Some, do they do? What do they do, I, Greg? I, uh, well, uh, according to uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica, uh, you're not wiki. I have it? no idea. Okay. Right. Uh, I, I went. To, I, I went. Showa Day is the honors the birthday of Emperor Showa Hirohito, the reigning emperor from 1926 to 1989. That's a long time to be a reigning emperor. So he Hirohito was obviously a lot of changes happened under him. Yeah, good and yeah. bad. So 
So I guess they celebrate uh, Hirohito, which I I get, I'm not okay. Constitution Memorial Day takes place on May 3rd in celebration of the enactment of the 1947 Constitution of Japan that which we wrote, they did I have think. A, they have yeah, we kind of did. Yeah. And which they they really don't have a military anymore because of that. I think that's kind of changing though. Anyway, are you saying that we need uh, to be on on alert? No, I think China needs to be on alert. Oh. Yeah, green greenery day, greenery day, uh, stems from the celebration of the birthday of the Emperor Showa Hirohito. Wow, this is a fun time. Liked, I didn't know they liked this guy that well. And uh, and then Children's Day is Children's Day for crying. Do I need to? It takes place annually on May the fifth, and is the final celebration in Golden Week day set aside to respect children's personalities and to celebrate their happiness do you do you celebrate yeah. your children's happiness maybe you could do that maybe everybody could do that tomorrow for may 5th when they're asleep yeah <laughs> when the house is quiet quiet like right now <laughs> it's a good time um the, the current state blaine the current state of nebraska football is hopeful there you go if you want to put it in We've one word. We've been saying that for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, but, it, you know, we're winning the offseason. Come Again, on, we can, no. you, you can just you can just do it. You can just do it. I it's feel like May. Colorado's winning the offseason for once. No, they're not. They're, they're okay, losing right. miserably. They all are right. losing miserably. Who, who did you say? Colorado? Yeah, dude. They're getting no. all the attention this offseason. Time out, because we're going to address that, because you were supposed to be here last week, and you passed out, so we're going to get there. I fell asleep. Um, but Terrell Farley, yeah, passed out, fell asleep, you know, tomato, tomato. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Terrell Farley's Taint says, has anyone seen Tweety and Terrell Farley's Taint in the same room at the same time? I'll be honest with you. I've never seen Terrell Farley's Taint, and I'm going to keep it that way. I'll be honest with you. I, I have seen this guy comment on stuff before, and he's got a point. No. I don't I don't agree with that at all. Terrell Farley's taint says in our ass in the offseason. No, cuz Brian Ferentz is still there and as long as Brian Ferentz is there, I will will be miserable. Well, it with that, and I'm going to say that mon, Monday night on our Monday night show, we're going to have <laughs> hopefully Scott Doctorman from the Athletic to talk about Iowa. Ooh, so if you want to show he's up He's good. Night, I like yeah, him. Yeah, he is. He is very good. He's I, he 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 wrote uh the Nebraska stuff before Mitch Sherman came on board on the athletic. He did a good job. He he has taken so much crap from Iowa fans. Uh, what's he defending? Well, I mean, he just tells the truth, and people get angry about it. You know, like uh, I mean, look at all this stuff that they've gone yeah. through with Brian Ferentz being there, and the guy stands up, and somebody says, "Bart Bartha." Do you? Yeah. Well, yeah, Gary Bartha. <laughs> Brian Ferentz Bartha. stands up, and somebody asks him out loud at their spring rest conference. Uh, you know, everybody's frustrated for the offense. Do you have a message for the fans? And his response is, I have no message for the fans. I mean, any adult professional could stand up and just make up something that says, I know that there's a lot of frustration. We're going to work hard this year. We're going to maybe change some things up. We're looking at things. You know, just something. Other than be a complete petulant ass. There is amazing. There is no loathing of the fan base coming from him whatsoever. He doesn't hate uh, that fan base. No kidding. It's just, it's a mess. So. While, while we're on uh, 
Iowa briefly. It's definitely not where I want to stay. Uh, but Terrell Farley's Taint says, anyone else sick of how everyone's riding Iowa's dick lately based on the Caleb Brown news? McNamara doesn't scare me in the slightest. He should have lost to us in 21. Uh, so for those of you who are unaware, uh, Iowa picked up a, a in-conference transfer portal acquisition in Ohio State uh, wide receiver Caleb Brown, former four-star recruit uh, that was announced just a couple of hours ago. Uh, he was the 13th best receiver in the 2022 class, the second-ranked player from Illinois, and top 80 overall prospect from the 247 composite out of high school. Um, I, Form, I mean, former Buckeye is going to be catching passes from a former Wolverine. I don't. How's that going to work? I, uh, I, you know, it's I, you have. Are they going to throw passes? <laughs> Brian won't tell us. <laughs> exactly. I just, I don't know. I, I saw. I guess when you mentioned Caleb Brown, I, I went back and looked up his name, and I thought, what in the hell is that guy thinking? You know, I you're gonna transfer in and with the hope that you're gonna get the ball thrown your way. I mean, the I only benefit know. is that you're gonna have an offensive line that's gonna be blocking. They they had uh, they had their issues last year. I mean, they, they year, weren't but it, they weren't but typical. Even for them, to, it was yeah. it was it was better than most. It was below Iowa standards, but it was still better than most. Unfortunately, there was true. no way to do anything with the ball, so it was it, it was all for naught. <laughs> I, I didn't put two and two together until today. Uh, <gasps> Sam, Sam Laporta, uh, it, you know, got drafted out of Iowa. Right. Uh, he is his hometown is near my hometown. And years back, I, I was like, why the name? I never put two and two together. You know, I know uh, Iowa's had other you know kids from this area. It's actually the same hometown as uh, Nebraska's very own Tanner Farmer, uh, Highland, hmm. Illinois. But it dawned on me that. Back when I was in terrestrial radio and I was calling high school sports, I actually called some high school girls basketball that I'm guessing was Sam, Sam's sister was on the team. I feel like there was a Laporta there, and it's not a big enough town where it would be a different family. Uh, so I don't, that's a very you know non-sequitur story of, of non, non-relevant uh, issue, but I, just, I wanted to share <laughs> A little tidbit of my life, and I thank everybody for uh, enduring that. Okay, yeah. Don't just love it when you don't think things through. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Patrick. <laughs> he's here with the he's here with the death quotes. That's what he's here for. He's just waiting for my permission to go. Go ahead, release the seventh seal shit. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, so we got this comment from earlier from Cornborn Mike. Uh, what do we think about the new quarterback from Wyoming? The, Isn't he going to be? Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say the the Nebraska native uh, mm-hmm. coming home oh, he, from Omaha, I believe, right? Isn't he going to be a tight end? I, th- I yeah, I don't think he's going to play quarterback. I think he's going to be cannon fodder, but that's just me. You've been saying that a lot. Like, what what do you yeah. have against cannons? Cannon fodder. The fodder is what I have against. Cannons I like. <laughs> fodder fodder is what's gonna be what's gonna happen to them. Like I, it, I Right. Like he's gonna be used as like a ragdoll is my guess in practice. That's Wyoming was not I mean what, what Mountain West was 
a bad conference last year, and Wyoming was like in the middle of all that. Like, it, there's not gonna. I would be surprised if he does much. Scott West, uh, no, there you Wesselman go. Yeah. says they have him coming in as a tight end. I saw a tight end H back. I mean, there's always a fullback opportunity there, right? Yes. He could yeah. be the next. We might want to know his name. He could be the next Brody Belt. <laughs> you had to go there, didn't you, John? Yeah, I, yeah. I've had months of peace and quiet without that name haunting me. And you had to go there. Uh, whoop, that is not the one I wanted. Yeah. Fred uh, asked what I'm drinking tonight. As he's having a uh, um, Zewick, Zewick, Zewick. What is that? I don't know. I'm guessing it's a beer. I actually uh, am just doing water tonight, which is probably why I'm off my game. I I need. I was gonna say sound bad. I was gonna say I need my beer to get through the show, but. I, I like you guys more. Than, <laughs> I don't need alcohol to put up with you clowns. Yeah, he's not just stuck with me, Patrick. That's what he's saying. <laughs> um, you know, you know, Casey Thompson and Logan Smothers and Richard Torres are still listed on the roster at thehuskers.com. Well, they haven't announced they're going anywhere yet. A.J. Allen is too. You know who's mi- missing is uh, Mark Maker. Matt Merker. Okay, so this next one I, I got Mosker? questions on. Yeah, Th- this question right now or this statement, I'm which one? I'm, I'm confused. The highlighted one. Yeah, he's gonna be the white fullback. We are back, baby. And this is from Wells Trail Farley's taint. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're gonna have a white fullback again, and so we are back, baby. Yeah, from Trail Farley's taint. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a little. So I, oh my god! All right, so the uh, uh, I'm probably not gonna be able. To, it's a Polish uh, beer. It's one of the it, the the Zivek or Zivek Brewery is one of the largest breweries and beer producers in Poland. Founded in 1856, uh, the brewery manufactures pale lager with a 5.6 percent alcohol volume. With no lights, because nobody can screw in a light bulb. <gasps> You know what? Wow. Words hurt. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you take that back. That is like the oldest dad. Okay, all right, sweet, whatever, all right, deal. You you need to. That was also the po- tamest joke I've done all night. That's true. You've been very, you've been much meaner to me. Uh, all right, uh, are we done talking about Iowa? Can we move on to the uh, the the team that sucks? I'm sorry, the team that blows. If I do my geography right all right scott says i'm so glad you're here patrick colorado is an attention whore 23 go to the portal after their spring game plus a likely investigation to come with to the new regime for mistreatment of players now patrick you were supposed to be on the show last week uh to discuss slash debate colorado and as we've uh Established, you fell asleep. Mm-hmm. But you want to defend Coach Prime. Well, I'm not 100% I am defending him. But I think it's too early to poo-poo what's going on here. 
uh, everybody's kind of basing what's going, what is transpired at Colorado on that first video that popped up when you first went there, basically saying, you guys can, I'm bringing my own players, you guys can pound sand, which uh, most coaches do a little bit more eloquently, but most coaches do that for the most part. And you got a team that was 1-11 last year. I couldn't even tell you the team that they beat. Uh, the previous coaching regime didn't recruit anybody in. Um, those players, most of them probably shouldn't even be playing Division One football. Okay? So you've got a coach who's got swagger, who's got a recruiting ability, who's proven his recruiting ability, and can bring his own players in to do pretty much what, how he wants to run the program. Um, did he do it in a way that the general public likes? No, but I've got a feeling most coaches don't do it that way either. The only difference is uh, Coach Sanders has a microphone and a camera on him 24-7, and that's going to benefit him, I think, in the long run. You, uh, Which, by the way, I really, really, really don't think Colorado knew what they were getting when they got him. I think they had an idea, and I think they needed to do something because Colorado's been in such a tailspin. Uh, I mean, John, you probably remember this. Like the '90s, they were good at football, but like even back then, they said, you know, the, the joke there was they're an academic institution with a football problem. You know, right. like they've never they've never had the support from the administration. Their alumni support it to a certain extent, basically when they win, and that's it. They need everything they can get, and Coach Prime will give them the national, even local attention uh, to move things forward. Now. A lot of coaches can come into a program and work in the players they have there, try to make things work out, try to make things easier. But a lot of times that doesn't work. And I think Prime is just basically coming in, going scorched earth. And because of the situation with the transfer portal and the supposed money that they're going to be having and getting, I, I think this first year will probably be rough. But depending on the coaches he has around him, which i that's my big question mark. I think he's got some fairly decent ones. Depending on the coaches he has around him, they might be able to develop enough to uh, actually do well in the Pac-12 once UCLA and USC are gone. You know, because there's going to be a huge vacuum depending on what, no, that's know, true. what happens that after true. that. There's going to be a big vacuum. You've got Oregon. You've got Washington. That's kind of it right now. You know what I mean? I mean, like Washington State's still trying to figure things out. Oregon State's good, but they're one of those programs where they're going to have good years, they're going to have bad years. Stanford's got a new coach. Cal's probably going to get a new coach. Arizona State got a new coach. Arizona's kind of figuring their thing out. And then, well, and then, and then you got Utah. Utah's the other big bad boy. They're probably right. the more dominant year in and year out, you know, punch you in the face type of a team, which is going to be like the anti Colorado, it looks like, coming up, which is going to be fun because those two are supposedly new rivals. But I, I think in the long run, Coach Prime might be might actually work out. Because let's also look back on over the last 10 years, everybody's been saying you're seeing a new type of head coach, the CEO head coach. Okay, You've got Nick Saban. You've got uh, Kirby Smart. You've got P.J. Fleck up in Minnesota. You know They're not always the, mo- the uh, most well-known tactician, but they bring those guys around them. They get guys around them who can help recruit though they all are very good recruiters. you got guys around them who can develop that talent. You've got guys who can kind of make the day-to-day things run while they look at the big picture from the 50,000-foot view. And if I'm rambling, just tell me to shut the hell up. 
But Coach Prime is kind of going in that direction. That's kind of what I've seen when he was at Jackson State, um, his previous stop, is that he is bringing in the people around him who know the the ins and outs of the daily game better than him. And I think he's going to have that at Colorado. So, I mean, will the big question is, will Nebraska beat him this year? Probably, hopefully. I've said that before, and we've gotten beat by him. Um, both those two years we got beat. Riley's year and Scott Frost's first year, the, the, Nebraska should not have gotten beat by him, but they did. Whatever. So, I mean, it, it, it'll be a sold-out game. It'll be a big game. Um, but at the end of the day, next year, I don't see them winning a whole lot of games. But I think that's just going to be that one year. I It would not surprise me if this actually does work out for Deion Sanders. That was a very good, that was a very good dissertation. Want to, uh, it was, it was very good. I, I don't, I'm not going to disagree with you about it. Pretty much everything. I mean, it's, it's, it's more of just kind of a, like, let's take a open-minded approach to what he's doing there. You know, it's, it's against history. It's against the norm. It's against what most people know or what they think they know what goes on into a, in, into a college football program. It's more doggy dog than people realize. You know, I mean, it's just, the only difference is like Coach Prime's got ESPN right next to him, which is great for that program, which is, you know, Colorado needs that, but I don't think they're going to know what to do with it in the long run, though it, it should benefit them. So, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, in the short term, but like long run, it wouldn't surprise me if he turns this into something. You know, I'm not going to say he's going to win a national championship. I don't think that's going to happen, but he doesn't need to. He just needs to do well enough at Colorado for the next opportunity to arise because he's still at Colorado. He's still in the Pac-12, at least for now. And his ability to get to the college football playoffs is going to be tougher in that conference. Right. And that's what he wants. He really just needs to get to a team that will get him the college football playoff. And that's either going to be the SEC or the Big Ten and may, maybe the Big 12 or ACC. But I, I would be surprised if he does a lateral move like that. I just The Pac-12 just is such a, a horrible mess. I mean, they have st- everything that they did. I, back when Delaney started BTN and the Big Ten Network, everybody thought he was stupid and an idiot. And, you know, and then Pac-12 tries to come along and do the same shit way after that. And they've made no money whatsoever. They really don't have a they, very good. They didn't do contract. anything close to what he did. Right. They kept everything in house. They did it all yeah. themselves and they couldn't sell anything because it's an entirely different. The college football is an entirely different beast out there. I feel bad for the Pac-12. I feel bad for their fan bases. Because yeah. honestly, Pac-12, Pac-12 football used to be fun. Yeah, it, it used did. to be innovative. That's yeah. where a lot of great coaches came out of. Um, but anymore, it, it, it's college football has become so centralized in the Midwest and the South that it's taken the, you know, the air, the oxygen out of the room for so much, many other parts of the country. And it stinks because yeah. I mean, there's still good, there's still good players coming out of the, the, the West coast, the Northeast, like, you know, where Washington university of Washington pulls from that area. It's tough for a lot of coaches to go up there because it's, it's a different part of the country, but there's still great talent up there. And it's, you know, but you got to know how to poach from that area. Um, it's just, it's, it stinks because like the Pac-12 used to be a lot of fun. Used to be really great, but yeah, you know, it's, it's, we'll see what happens, I guess. I want to, uh, address a few of the 
comments and, and questions here that we have. Uh, Matt Hansen says, did Colorado beat us back-to-back years with different coaches? Uh, the answer to that question is yes. Uh, Mike McIntyre uh, beat us in 2018, which was uh, uh, Scott Frost first. Frost went 0-2 against he was Riley, Colorado. Riley. No, Riley. Riley's last year he got beat by Colorado. No, because Scott yeah. Frost was here in 2018. 18, First 19, year. 20, 21, 22. Somebody look it up. We're going I mean, to the browser. I'm 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 99% certain Riley lost to Colorado his first year. Okay, well and I'm then, 100% certain that he didn't, but okay. Yeah, and then Scott, Frost, Scott Frost lost in his first year of head coach. Yes, the, his first game as head coach. Uh, mm-hmm. But the previous year was Riley. Riley got beat by Colorado. 2008. I'm, I'm gonna let you look the, it up. The the games were in 2018. Do the legwork, man. The 2018 and 2019. Yes. So okay. it it would have been frost. It was frost both years. Yeah. Damn. Okay. All right. Mike uh, McIntyre was the head coach in 2018 I'm and got got that uh, Colorado game or Colorado team out to a six and zero. Uh, or at one point they won six games in a row, including beating uh, in overtime a top a a number twenty five ranked Nebraska, and then in twenty nineteen it was Mel Tucker, mm-hmm. um, so that that was that addresses Matt's uh, question. I, I did a lot of legwork on, on that. Um, oh, good job! Just for you. Good job. Uh, <laughs> I I wasn't out to prove you wrong. I was just out to prove myself right. Jackie Atterbury says Sanders will fail just like Frosty. Um, and Terrell Farley's taint says how we feel about Prime is exactly how the rest of the Big Ten felt about Frost. Um, That's a good I'm point. Disagree with on that. I think I, I think we feel about Prime exactly how the rest of the Big Ten feels about Fleck. And I say that because mm. no, I, the gist I understand about Fleck is like nobody really likes him, but he's successful enough, and I think that's going to be Prime. Terrell Farley's taint also says that Prime could get the entire Georgia roster today and wouldn't win five games with them. All right. Hmm. I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? That's the key to this is is uh, we're going to find out. He recruited very well at an HBCU, and he won very well there. Mm-hmm. Tony, uh, uh, I'm not going to try to mispronounce your last name says i loved frost i wish nebraska nebraska kept him for another 10 years i'm a fan of another team though so tony who's your team that's yeah. the question yeah tony and also welcome we're, we're a pretty inviting friendly self-deprecating bunch uh i know john and todd they have a, a michigan fan over on their monday night show uh m gabowski is that right yeah yeah see i listen Screw you. I pay attention. Uh, but Tony also does say that Nebraska needs to beat Colorado. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have a couple of those. Yeah. Um, have a couple of those questions. Uh, we'll ask. Uh, we'll ask this one from Fred first. Uh, bottom line: the three Jedi who were on the panel. Do we beat Colorado this season? We're a mess, but I still feel more confident about our our foundation than theirs. Well, you Patrick. Know my you know my answer, guys. Patrick? We should be Colorado. Like, we really should be Colorado. Um, I mean, because here's the thing about Dion, his first year, which I, I don't have much hope from this year, is that, you know, like, 
almost two thirds of that team's going to be brand new. A good chunk of those guys are haven't even touched campus yet. Right. You know, ha- have a handful of weeks to get a team fully ready to go. Is I don't care. I mean, you can have all four or five stars. It's going to be tough. These guys haven't played with each other. They haven't played with his coaching staff. It's just tough. I, I think we should. I think the same thing. We should beat Colorado because mm-hmm. they should still be getting their shit together much more than we will. Mm-hmm. I think you know, especially when you look at trying to construct an offense and a defense and and the lines and stuff. And I, I think we have problems with our lines, but I think they have way more than we do. We got an answer from Tony. Tony is a Gophers fan. Oh my God. Is Tony like the pseudonym for your rotten son, John? Thoughts, thoughts and prayers, Tony. <laughs> no, I asked my rotten son if he wanted to come on here and, uh, you know. Heckle you in front of your live studio audience? Yeah, he's too much of a rotten son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Blaine has a, a similar question uh, as Fred to the panel. How much importance do you place on the outcome of the Nebraska-Colorado game? Not as much importance as I place on the outcome of the Minnesota game. And that's because it's a Big Ten West opponent and, uh, you know, where we start. But I will say that it is a fairly – by the time this game rolls around, Nebraska and Colorado on social media will be at each other's throats so much, people on ESPN and whatever networks show college football won't have to even write any segments. They'll just be pushing out social media (laughs) anger between these fan bases ahead of time. And it's going to be a huge, like – PR game, so I think well, it's it's important to jumpstart. You know, well, if you want to jumpstart your program, here's nothing. This will be the third game for both teams. Um, both teams start the year with fairly decent opponents: Nebraska, Minnesota. I'm not going to poo on Minnesota. You know, I they, they they're competent. They're yeah. competent enough to beat Nebraska. And Colorado starts out, I think, with TCU. So we're going to have a pretty good idea how both these teams are going to be kind of all over like it's not like they're going up against uh, cupcakes before they play each other so i think fairly quickly we're going to have an idea of which team's going to be better off or if each team's just a dumpster fire so th- that'll be nice so espn might just kick us all the way down to yes you know like we, we might be relegated to streaming by the time kickoff. oh no they'll we show don't they'll they'll show the horrors of this game if both teams are not very good no, yeah, we've got. So let's they, not forget that 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 doggone god awful Minnesota games on a Thursday night, and then one of the three weeknight games. Yeah, ah. and then the following Saturday, that's August thirty first. The following Saturday is uh, Nebraska at Colorado. Nebraska starts with two road games. Uh, Colorado, a, as you mentioned, yes, they have uh, TCU on Saturday. The uh, at, at TCU and then home against Nebraska on the ninth. So uh, if any. It, Silver lining, it's going to be a, a an extended uh, preparation period for Nebraska to get ready for Colorado. So, mm-hmm. got to find those silver linings, right, guys? Yeah. Yes. Now, uh, all that to say, I, I I'll say this. Uh, first of all, yes, Nebraska is going to win because again, fifteen and zero, sixteen and zero if you include the spring game. Uh, and secondly, how important is or how much importance do I place on this game? Um. <sighs> 
as much as you can against the non-conference opponent that like like John said we got to take care of our divisional opponents that's got to be the priority you win the division then you can go and play for the championship you know the conference championship and then you know if you if you're good enough then you know maybe the playoffs are but we we every game's important i it'll be much more important to me on September 1st than it is you know up to the Minnesota game if that makes sense um but you got i think it it's again it's a culture thing right it, it just like um you know it was uh going back to the 90s and like uh, Nebraska Miami was always it was it was about culture and it was about the right way to do things and we we covered a lot of ground on this last week John right when it's pure Nebraska good that. what's that you hate you hate that idea we did things the right way i hate that <laughs> yo come on come on come on Come on, Patrick. We turned the other cheek is what we did. <laughs> well, turned I, a blind eye. We, a blind eye maybe have been the... the... <laughs> we did uh, a lot of things the right way, but come on. Let's not get holier than thou. <laughs> we'll, we'll do just a little, a, a little. Maybe not holier than thou, but holier than me. And that's okay. Uh, so I, I know. Scale of 1 to 10... Seven and a half. Uh, Terrell Farley's taint says, remember, Frank ended the curse, and we have blonde Herbie. Not Herbig, Herbie. Yeah. Uh, so, again, 16-0. and 0. Write it down. I said it here first, probably before Adam Carricker did. So, um, good question here. Have they figured out how to pay Dion? Probably not. That's a great question. <laughs> so, um, all right. I don't have much more in the realm of football. Oh, go ahead, John. What were you gonna say? I was gonna do your segue for you, but you—you've already. I thought you were. Well, I thought you were gonna go ahead. Roger, Rogers, jumping the gun on us. We did things the right way and don't care about basketball. Wow. <laughs> Come on now, wow. Roger. You can't. Nebraska cares about basketball just enough to sell out on occasion. That's about it. That's pretty good. We we, we have enough fans to sell out. Pinnacle. That's. <laughs> um, well, since we have one leg of the uh, Bangerings and, and Daggers podcast, now defunct, uh, here with us, we should talk a little bit about some of the news, the happenings around the men's basketball team uh, in the last few days. Uh, let's start with uh, signing the uh, transfer from in the conference, in the division, and kind of the rival uh, from the Iowa Hawkeyes, Aaron Ulis. Probably didn't pronounce any of that right. Yeah, Aaron, Aaron Ulis. Yeah, point kind from Iowa. Uh, played quite a bit. His numbers aren't huge, but Iowa doesn't historically use their point guard very much for scoring. He's more of kind of a field general, like a quarterback type of a thing. So he didn't have a whole lot of numbers for the most part. And I was kind of down a little bit this year. Um, he should be okay here. He should do well. As long as he can run the court, Nebraska will do well, I think, with him. Uh, they, they got a freshman, I can't think of the guy's name, coming into Iowa, and I think he was going to probably ups, unseat him as the point guard. So I, Nebraska's got a, a decent point guard coming in 
for the most part, as far as I can tell. I mean, like, he'll do. I mean, we, we need somebody to replace Sam. So, and it's and can Sam did a that? very very. He should be able to. I mean, Sam was a good, solid point guard. I mean, as you know, he he didn't make into the all Big Ten teams, but you know, he he. Nebraska struggled, and I've said this a lot over the over the past decade. Nebraska struggled to get a really just good, solid point guard on the court. I mean, we've had a lot of good players, but not really great point guards. And Sam really filled that role this year. Um, above and beyond serviceable, good shot, great leader. That's my big thing. Like he's you, just great leader on the court. On the court, if Aaron coming from Iowa do that let everybody else, you know, do their thing, score, and, you know, possibly put him in, in better positions to score himself, you know, it should turn out pretty well with him, I think. I, I just – I don't know where I was going with that. Never mind. Um, all right, we got, <laughs> we got another one, uh, a Nebraska native coming home, uh, mm-hmm. and that is uh, – oh, I'm probably going to mispronounce this too. Josiah Alec? Alec? Mm-hmm. Yeah, North Star. 6'8". Mm-hmm. 235 pound um and tell me a little bit about him because he's got uh, you know over a thousand points in his career yeah good good sized guy spent first chunk of his career at uh university of missouri kansas city did very well there that's where all his big numbers come from uh transferred out this last year <laughs> or excuse me year before to new mexico historically a very good team uh, mountain west was a fun little conference this past year in basketball uh, did very well. Uh, uh, former Nebraska coach, uh, you guys might remember him, uh, Tim Miles, uh, did a very nice run in there himself. But uh, yeah, no, he's he's coming home. Uh, should do very well. I think he should play pretty, you know, for, you know, right away with his experience. And he's got a good enough size to uh, to hold his own in the Big Ten. So I'm I'm actually looking forward to seeing how he's going to do that. And he's got an awesome head of hair. He does. Awesome he does. hair. Huge. Makes John jealous. Beautiful. It's awesome. No yeah. shit. I, I looked at that and I thought, wow, he has fullness. Uh-huh. Yeah, fullness. He, uses, he uses Pantene. Lord. <laughs> get, you know what? Get him a, get him a, some like head and shoulders nil or something like that. No. He, he's good. No. It, it, they're, they are too solid. Solid uh, transfers in, and I think I saw today somebody dropped in the Slack channel that Nebraska is now number two in transfers uh, for basketball so far this year. So that's take that for what it's worth. I mean, it's yeah. Uh, Wilhelm Wilhelm left us. Yeah, Wilhelm left us today. Uh, uh, big heralded recruit, four star out of out of California. <sighs> Didn't see a whole lot of play his his first year um, last last year. Uh, had an ankle injury, never really recovered from it. He played quite a bit this year, but it was basically when, as I wrote my article, Derek Walker got in foul trouble, and then he would come in and himself get in foul trouble. Uh, just not, uh, just didn't quite live up to he, the hype. He, he just, you know, he looked, he looked like he was frustrated every time he walked on the court. Mm-hmm. I think he was still coming through his, from that recovery. I, I just don't think mm-hmm. he was ever fully recovered, and you know, a lot of that you know, can hurt psychologically. You know, he just never felt, he never looked comfortable out there this, this last year, no, he like didn't. he did the first year. Um, it felt like his freshman year, he was coming along, you know, he still was new and a little raw, but he was coming along in this last year. Just felt like he, he kind of hit a wall and he was trying to push through it a lot. Um, I mean, he, he, he did good time. You know, he filled his role this past year, but yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised that he's, He's mounted in the portal. So, you know, Nebraska still got two more scholarship spots, unlike the football team, to fill 
for this next year. So it'd be interesting Whoa. to see uh, who Fred brings in. <clears throat> we're going to uh, uh, real quick. Scott says that uh, like where basketball program is going, we beat Iowa twice, beat Creighton, and I believe one other top twenty-five team. Oh, I'm blanking right now. I didn't think I was going to get questions. This is a, a live show. We people are. They want all. It's also yeah. cor- it's also cor- it's also coronation, man. Come on. Whoa, oh, hey, wow. fella. Jeez, Louise. Great Scott. Oh, I'm um, Creighton's the only one we beat that was ranked at the time. Ter- Terrell Farley says Maryland was ranked. Were they? We. I don't know. The Big Ten over- was a mess. The Big Ten was a mess this year, so who knows? I mean, Maryland was ranked at one time, but I don't think they were ranked when we played them. I mean, we we played Purdue well that one time. No. Yeah, we almost beat them in overtime. I was at that game. That ugh. yeah, I was I was angry. I thought the Maryland game too. All right, so uh, I mean, Blaine. Wants us to uh, change things up a little bit. And then Tony's got a great question that, that I think we'll probably wrap up on. Um, but Blaine says, Blaine Cole, on a different subject, how is Nebraska track and field? Now, I don't think anybody was expecting that question. They're no, good, they especially were. men's. Men's in the top 10. I think women are in the top 25. Okay, Patrick was expecting that question. In the nation? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's they're like doing well. It, it, it's, it'd be nice if we had somebody who would cover track and field. Yeah, we'd probably find somebody. Yeah, I think Nebraska's track and field is heavily uh, weighted on the uh, field events, if I remember right. So, but that I remember sense. I remember reading an article a few years ago when, oh, what was the track coach's name that was there for like 37 years or whatever? He retired. And right. Brought, I can't think of the guy's name. He, he was a legend. And um, they brought a new guy in, and I know, I remember in the focus of track and field was going to be changing from winning conference championships to winning more national, which, from my understanding, and it makes kind of sense. You go from bringing in player uh, players, uh, you go from when you want to win like conference titles, you got to get points, so you got to bring in a lot of athletes who can get those points. Whereas if you shoot for more national titles, you go for more of the individual honors. Mm. So you can send more to nationals to get those national, you know, like to, 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 to compete on that level. So like you could have a very solid rounded team that will win the big 10, but like only three play, like only three athletes will, you know, can make it, you know, very deep into the NCAA championships. Does that make sense? Yes. Did I just hear yes, something up, John? Let me know. No, you're, no, you're, it's no, the you're great. It's the okay. comments. It's just, it's just you read the comments. And oh, sorry. Okay. All right. Don't, yeah. look yeah. Don't look at the but, comments. Don't look at the comments, Patrick. From my understanding, Nebraska is going from trying to win conference titles to doing better at nationals. That's my understanding. Well, I think I think that uh, we should try to excel in every sport we're, we're, mm-hmm. we have out there. So that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm on board. Caitlin Clark. All right. That's a, that's a random one. It is um, kind of just. <laughs> all right. So Tony has this great question. Uh, I think Big Red will travel well to Los Angeles. 
Do you think UCLA will have fans show up when they join the Big Ten? Show up here? And you mean show up in Lincoln, or what's he mean? I'm I'm guessing because I've been I've been I it was uh, year of our Lord 2012. Uh, my wife and I went to see watch Nebraska and UCLA play at the Rose Bowl. Uh, centered our whole vacation around it. With I was uh, there too. Did we never we ever talked about that? Probably. Who knows? I got a bad memory. Uh, <laughs> um. And left disappointed like all the other Husker fans, mm-hmm. but there was a massive turnout of Nebraska fans. Uh, I just, to, to Tony's question, I don't really see there being a lot of uh, L.A. people who want to bounce up to Lincoln in October, November for a conference no. game. I'm looking forward to it. I, th- I think it'll be great. I mean, who wouldn't want to go to Poly Pavilion in February? I think uh, Tony, what Tony needs to understand is that Nebraska is organized all over the world. Mm-hmm. Nebraska has more alumni group organizations that are outstate Nebraska all over the place. So mm-hmm. it's not a matter of I think Big Bread will travel well to L.A. There's already shit tons of Nebraskans out in L.A. because the key to Nebraska is everybody Ryan graduates Tweedy. college. Everybody graduates college and then they leave and a lot of them go to California. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody talks about the domers, the Notre mm-hmm. Dame people that are that are all over the the world, and mm-hmm. that's the same is true for Nebraska fans. So you have the Californians for Nebraskans out there have been very organized, and I can't imagine how excited they are to have the University of Nebraska be visiting them on a regular basis, just like mm-hmm. I was when we joined the Big Ten, and the team's going to come to Minnesota. So I think uh, you'll see more basketball fans than you will football. Does that make sense? That's for, for I, UCLA. I, UCLA will show up for basketball more so than football. I don't disagree. Especially um, now they're doing well. So Scott says, I think their fan bases will travel very well. There's a lot of them in Omaha and Lincoln, especially the new tech companies. Oh, I didn't, there you go. I know that. I think the other thing is, is when you're living in L.A., it's just as easy to go to the airport and get on a freaking plane than it is to go to a stadium in your own town. I mean, you could go sit on an L.A. freeway for four freaking hours and move five miles. So I just, you know, that has to influence their ability to go to games and, you know, really get out and go around and do stuff. Other than go to the beach, I'd go to the beach. Uh, speaking of other Pac-12 schools, Roger Moore says Colorado fans can't make it to Boulder. And Scott says that's because they're all at the dispensaries. I, I, I did I go to a game in Boulder? I want to say one time in my life I went to a game in Boulder. If if I, you did, I, I hope you forgot it. I saw I saw it's Devo a beautiful in, setting. I saw Devo in Boulder in nineteen eighty three. I think it was later than that, but it was Devo in Boulder. Come on! Did you whip nice. it good? That 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 was their hit song. They had so many what, songs. What venue did you see him in? I'm curious. Oh God, I have no idea. It's right, a long right. time ago. I mean, it wasn't. It was on campus. Whatever it was, okay. it wasn't All like right. it. It wasn't like at Red Rock. I think it was mm-hmm. on the Boulder campus in like some kind of auditorium or something. Okay. It was. It was a very much fun. Terrell Farley's taint says the pee balloons really set the scene. Do you guys know anybody who got hit with pee there? No. I hear the stories, but I don't know anybody. I know. Yeah. I do well, know some people that had their cars, you know, brutalized. Or keyed or something. Like, yeah. 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 Nice people. Nice people there in Boulder. 
Um, all right, gentlemen. Anything else? Uh, I'm planning to go to Lincoln next week, and we're planning to have get-togethers and tailgating for the baseball series against Penn State. That's what we're doing. Is that midweek game? No. Okay, good. <laughs> it's a conference game, so it's on the weekend. Well, uh, gentlemen, and to everybody watching, I hope that this shirt is no longer applicable uh, this season and moving forward. What does it say? Oh, you got that shirt. Nice. <laughs> I got it. Saturdays you are know for what? pain and sadness. Saturdays uh, were for pain and sadness. I'm going to have to just take a duct tape or electrical tape magic marker. And um, that's, I think, all we have uh, for this episode. And, and I'll say this. Uh, we had a comment that, that summed up uh, a nice, nice fitting way. Maybe needs to be put on a shirt over at copycorn.com, uh, and we probably won't pay royalties for it. But Roger Moore says, God, country, corn nation. I saw that. I, I th- when I saw that, I thought that is uh, probably needs to be a T-shirt or something. Someday I'll go back to the T-shirt store and start working on it again. Someday you will. I was thinking will. about that. We haven't, I haven't seen a whole lot of the Corn Nation shop lately. No. Cobbycorn.com, and you too can be uh, dressed head-to-toe in Cobby and uh, really be the envy of everyone you know. Hopefully within the next week you'll see a new Nebraska history video, so there you go. That'd be nice. Uh, If you want to know more about some of the research that John was doing, we're going to send you not to the video itself, but go back and listen to or watch uh, this past Monday night uh, uh, therapy. He was telling Todd about some of the, uh, the, the, was it the locusts or crickets or grasshoppers or something that were... Grasshoppers. Grasshoppers. uh, Grasshoppers are locusts. In 1873. Did you know that? Did you know that? Yeah. That's... Totally. So, all right. That'll do it for this episode of the Five Heart uh, Podcast. I'm Greg Mahochko. Uh, this guy over, oh, nope, this guy over here is John Dam Johnston, and I'll never get it right. Uh, <laughs> Patrick Gerhart, our esteemed colleague, good friend, and a special guest. We appreciate all of you, and we remind each and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John, go big red. Patrick. Dan Falter lives. <laughs>